What the fuck is good, man? I'd make love to a baseball. <laughs> Who says you haven't? Right? One of the best tweets on the internet. One day, Kyrie just going to retire from basketball, decide he don't want to play no more, retire from basketball, and just start like an alpaca farm in Dakotas. Never be seen from again. Mafia, what else? Is it I used to get confused, choosing my battles wisely. I had to pick and choose. My friends came and went, but most of them was murder victims. Dead before 20, you caught a frame and had to serve a sentence. Free my nigga Raymond, realest nigga from the murder mint. Stood tall, hit a nigga for 1036. Is all he wanted to do was boil and spread the rock around. Build my foundation on solid ground. Always the division championship game was on the lights. It was wonderful. In Little League, I made the last out. Guy hit it right back to me. Ran it over the first like a pussy. That's fire. Ran it over. Bro, it was so fire, and I was so caught up that I didn't know how to react. Like, I threw my first baseman the ball. He caught it, and we just kind of looked at each other, and we were like, well, we won, so what do we do now? <laughs> Start running around. Yo, yo, I didn't know. I had never done it. much. I had never, like, won a division, much less, like, made the last out myself. Like, got the game ball that day. Or whatever. Like, I was MVP that day, oh. bro. Feel me? So, like, I was in the zone that day, and I was like, all right, oh. well, I I did a lot today. Yeah. I just made the last out. Like, is there another game? Like, do we have to keep going? No, that's it, buddy. I didn't know. I was like, <laughs> oh, like, what's going on? And, like. Grand, co- grand opening, grand closing. My first baseman put his arms up because like, he, like, looked behind me. And I guess everybody's, like, running towards us. Yeah. So, he put his arms up, and I was like, oh. We won. <laughs> that's fire. Welcome to ETT, man. We uh we like baseball here. Oh my god. We do baseball. We coach it, we play it, we talk about it. Sometimes we live and breathe it. Sometimes we always live and breathe it. What the fuck is good, man? I'd make love to a baseball. <laughs> who says you haven't? Hey who? Alright. So uh <clears throat> Dodgers and Giants uh finally finished their series last night. Probably the best series that we'll see this year for in my opinion. Uh Gabe Kapler and Dave Roberts, probably the best job I've seen managing baseball in uh, in a long time, long long time. Yeah, uh, I think I think that game. I'm sorry, I think that series not only encompasses uh, the five games played in the series, but encompasses the entire season, encompasses the preseason talk, um, and just encompasses the like. Uh, the fact that the 107 win Giants had to play the 106 and 106 win Dodgers, and the Giants won 109 games this year, and they didn't make it out the NLDS. Yeah, that is fucking. I think it's baseball. a culmination of all of that because that was sick. I mean, <clears throat> we're not going to we're not going to talk about your ex Met uh, checking his swing last night because it was a check swing. Was a check oh, swing. Uh, Flores? Flores. Was a check swing. I mean, but do you see what uh, Gabe Kapler said about it? He's not going to dwell on it. There's a lot of other things that. There's other reasons lose. he lost, which is correct. Absolute, that's which what it, I'm saying. We're not even going to. But that's how you. Uh, that's how you manage a team, though. Correct. Because I remember when Kapler was in Philadelphia, and there's questions about his leadership and questions about this or that, and the Phillies ended up firing him. And I remember thinking to myself, like. I feel like he's still going to be a good manager. I just feel like the Phillies are a train wreck. And here we are three years later. The Phillies are still a train wreck. And the Giants just won 109 wins with Kapler almost a lock to win manager of the year. Because 
He managed the fuck out of that team. He managed the fuck out of his coaching staff. Biggest coaching staff in baseball. Correct. So I just got to be honest with you, man. Like, Phillies, man, keep being yourself because you guys are fucking idiots over there, man. Like, I just don't understand. You hire driveline guys, then you don't want to do what they're telling you to do. Like, why even do it? You hire Gabe Kappa, you do all this stuff to move forward, and half the organization doesn't want to do it. That's not how you run an organization. If everyone's not on board, you get rid of the people that aren't on board. You know what I'm saying? If the ship isn't all rowing in the same direction, you're going to end up in the same position, which is where you are now, which is nowhere. The only bright spot you have is Bryce Harper is an absolute megastar, and JT Realmuto is really good, and Zach Wheeler is probably going to outperform his contract by a good margin. Good job, Wilpons. Yeah, I don't... I don't really know. I don't really know what the. I forgot what I was going to say. Honestly. Okay, I'll hop in here then. Uh, yeah. So there's always a lot of you know back and forth in baseball philosophically about launch angle and oh, making contact yeah, yeah. and this that, and the third. I saw a lot of stuff on Twitter from like Gary Sheffield Jr. and a bunch of other dudes, just people that are usually trolls in the Twitter space. And they're like, oh, we played the game. You should listen to us. And it's like, well, now you're a commentator and no team hired you. So it's kind of apparent where the game thinks your opinion is. You know, because it's the shitter. Correct. Because the two teams that won the most games in baseball this year are extremely analytically driven. For instance, Sadiq, who is the Giants GM and president of baseball operations? Uh, That dude. I don't know the name. His name is Farhan Zaidi. Who was Andrew Friedman, who is the GM of the Dodgers and president of baseball operations, right hand. He left to go manage to go run the the Giants. So it's not a coincidence that those two were in a fucking all-time dogfight this whole year into the postseason. So again, if you argue with numbers, if you fight with numbers, you will lose. They won the most games. The Giants literally were projected for like 80 wins with an aging roster. Like 77 wins or something like that. It is very apparent that numbers are working. And do you know where Friedman and Zadie are originally from? Is it Does it rhyme with five line? Nope. Give me a hint. The Tampa Bay Rays. Oh, the OG OG. Okay, so now I got some trivia for you, Mr. Ali. Some trivia. Some trivia. So this is my question to you. Three of the four teams still remaining in the playoffs have something in common. What is it? Three of the four teams remaining in the playoffs. So the Houston Astros, the Boston Red Sox, the L.A. Dodgers, and the Atlanta Braves. Correct. Have four. I mean, three of those teams have something in common. So I'm thinking those three teams are the Dodgers, Red Sox, and Astros. Yes, that is correct. Um, I don't know. All three of those front offices are run by former Rays front office guys. I should have read. Should have read between the lines. There. Yeah, you should have seen where I was yeah, going with that. I led you. You did. You I did. led you like a like a quarterback. You, listen, you could bring a horse to the creek, man. You can't make him drink the water. That is correct. And you were not drinking any water. Nope. Fuck but, water. Give me yeah. alcohol. So James Click in Houston. Uh, Andrew Friedman in Los Angeles and Heim Bloom in Boston. Heim Bloom? Heim Bloom. Is that his last name? It's his first name. Heim Bloom. It's two names. Heim, because it's C H A I M, but it's pronounced Heim. Heim? Heim? 
Yeah, I don't know. Chaim Bloom? That's how they said it on TV. That's okay. how I'm going to say it. Okay. So, Fair. three out of four. The other one is Alex Anthopoulos, the former Blue Jays head of operations. Alex Anthopoulos. Who's he for? Braves. Braves. Wait, I didn't say the Braves. No, that's the fourth guy, but he's he's not oh. a, he's not a raised guy. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. So yeah, so again, guys, uh, stop arguing with numbers and development because you keep losing. And it's funny because it's always the guys on Twitter that don't have jobs in baseball that are like, "Yeah, we know what's going on," and it's like you know mm, I haven't no. seen you know I haven't seen on Twitter in a while actually. Now that you mentioned Twitter guys, who? Uh, oh my God, Aubrey Huff. Oh, he got banned from Twitter. Oh, did he? Oh, thank he, he God. Told, he kept telling people to kill themselves in his comments, so they, they took his account away. Oh. Now he's on okay. Facebook. Oh, just being a menace? Yeah, but that's where he belongs. I was going to say, Facebook is just a black hole. He belongs in the cesspool. Okay. We're better off not hearing from Aubrey Hall. That makes sense. I was like, I'm, not, I'm never going to see him now again, ever. No, this ties back into our fucking, what we said last episode, Land of the Free. He doesn't deserve free speech. No. At all. crazy. And that's what people forget. You don't just get things yeah he like he abused his power people that follow him really don't understand the fact that like yeah he played baseball and he's got he's got a world series ring yeah yeah he's got one world series win yeah like yeah that's all good and everything but like what does baseball think of him now uh what baseball thinks of him is this i believe that he was kicked out of the facebook baseball group for ex players because they have like a big facebook group where they all talk and connect right the Giants did not invite him to their ring ceremony for the old World Series teams. So everybody else on the roster was invited except Aubrey Huff. So every single person on that team, baseball is a 25-man roster, and they invited the coaches. So let's say if there's a list of 35 men, he was not on it. He was not invited back to come to the ring ceremony. <laughs> nice band from Twitter. Yeah. So everybody who thinks Aubrey Huff is just, you know, Good guy, decent guy, speaks the truth, for lack of a better word. Uh, he's not. Like, the entirety of Major League Baseball. Fuck. Actually, don't forget Major League Baseball. That's a business entity, right? So those may be business reasons. They kicked him out of the Facebook group chat, bro. Who, who's, who gets kicked out of a Facebook group chat nowadays? You got to be a real dick face <laughs> to bro. get kicked out of a Facebook group chat, bro. His contemporaries and his former employers are already have already spoken about his character. And that's all I'm going to say about that. If you disagree or feel some other way about him, that's cool, bro. But that's also a very, it's just wrong. And it just doesn't matter because you can it's see how people that. yourself. Correct. Because you can see how people who interact with him actually feel about him, which is they don't like him. Yes. Not very much. I'm pretty sure Kurt Schilling also got kicked out of that group, too, if I'm not Did mistaken. He? Oh, it's Kurt Schilling a dick face? I mean, yeah, bro. Kurt Schilling said that the Sandy Hook shootings weren't real. Uh, big MAGA guy. Uh, he had a video game company that he tried to take public, crashed, lost almost all his money. Nice. Uh, big Trump guy just, like, reiterated all his rhetoric. It's you, just You he, can't just throw baseballs to get a loan, Kurt. So you know what's the crazy thing, right? So he's up for the Hall of Famer, and Kurt Schilling is a no-doubt Hall of Famer, but baseball writers don't want to vote for him and are not voting for him because they don't like his character. And now people are saying, ah, th- it's not fair. You can't keep him out I the think- hall. And it's like they did it to Pete Rose. They did it to a bunch of guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're like, oh, well, Shoeless Joe Jackson was a racist. And it's like, yeah, but they put him in the hall like 50 to 80 years ago. And now this is now. Like, I was going to say. Yeah, just like things change. I don't know why that's so hard yeah. to grasp. 
Like, status quo is definitely flipped, buddy. Like, Ty Cobb. Ty Cobb was a racist. Ty Cobb wouldn't hang out or speak to Babe Ruth because Babe Ruth talked to black people. Think about that. Just because Babe Ruth associated and talked to black people. Because apparently, Babe Ruth used to be in Harlem all the time with, like, Bumpy Johnson and everybody hey. else over there. With the OGs and shit. Hey. A little American gangsta action. Yes, sir. And Ty Cobb was like, I'm not fucking with him because he hangs out with n-words i'm not gonna say it on the podcast just because but yeah so yeah i think uh i think that should be a requirement for the hall like yeah you did what you had to do on the baseball diamond you excelled there but should at the be same a character time, like look at Bob, we're not letting barry bonds in because allegedly he used steroids no did he use steroids yes yes most likely however barry bonds was a hall of famer before he allegedly took them and two like that's just how they're doing it like it sucks don't get me wrong but I would say that the majority of people that have ever watched baseball and seen Barry Bonds play are like he's the best thing, that best player they've ever seen. Well, it's also like he's not a shit sack either. Nah, he's kind of an asshole. He's kind of an asshole. I mean, what's an asshole, though? What's an asshole but beyond, like, being a normal person asshole? Uh, I mean, he had a lot of fights with the media. He had fights in the clubhouse. Like, you've got to realize, like, this dude, his godfather is Willie Mays. His father was Bobby Bonds who also went 30-30 and was a several-time All-Star. He grew up in clubhouses. Like, he was great from the time he was pretty much born. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's his reality isn't the same. Like, what they said when he was with the Marlins is that he was, Barry Bonds was an asshole because he couldn't understand why guys couldn't do certain things. Like, guys, like, couldn't hit the ball the other way or couldn't lay off certain pitches, and he would get frustrated. He'd be like, just do this, and then show them. And it's like, well, he's the greatest hitter of all time. It's not going to be easy for him to relate to the to the fucking triple A guy you brought up for two weeks that can't lay off a curveball below his knees. It's not going to be an easy transition for him. Fair. You know, and they were like, oh, like, Barry won everything on his terms. And it's like, yes, like, he hit, like, 700-plus home runs, and you hired him. Yeah, He's not just going to be a good soldier. He's literally the greatest hitter we've ever seen. And no one's close. Mike Trout, Mike Trout would have to do the, the same decade that he just had of all-time greatness again, and he still wouldn't be equaling Barry Bonds' war or home run total or stolen base total. That's, uh, that's putting out there that Mike Trout could stay healthy for a full decade. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, I know that this isn't excuse him for being an asshole, but it's like he's the greatest of all time, you know? Steroids so, are not steroids. Does that does that overshadow the character clause? Yes. Because Barry Bonds didn't come out and say, I hate Jews and hate gay people. Barry Bonds just said, I don't want to talk to the fucking media because you twisted my words and you twisted my dad's words, and I don't like you. More than fair. Right? Okay, so Barry the- Bonds argued with some of his teammates that were that were terrible. Said teammates were terrible. So it just seems like Barry Bonds didn't put up with people he didn't like. And mediocrity, more than fair, you know? Now, so, if he came out so, and was like, I hate gay people or queers or whatever, I'd be like, all right, like, I see what you're saying. But, like, Barry Bonds didn't discriminate against anybody unless you sucked. So so this is what I'm saying then. Was Barry Bonds an asshole beyond being a normal no. human asshole? No. That's what I'm saying. That's okay, the, if that's what you consider I a think, normal I think, asshole. Okay. It is. It's a normal asshole. The better you are, right— the more ethos you have, right? The more things you can do without repercussion. That's fair. For normal asshole stuff. You can't just say you hate Jews and call people the N-word, 
right? You cannot. You can't do that. You cannot. No matter how good you are, right? But like you said, you don't want to talk to the media, right? We had this conversation a couple, uh, way back when, a couple pods ago, whatever the case may be. Can't remember. Was it pod. way back when or was it a couple pods ago? It was in between a couple pods ago and way back when, okay? We had that conversation <laughs> about... Um, whatever that is. I can't remember who it was. Uh, I think it was about the... The U.S. Open, and I th- yeah, it was yes, about the yes, U.S. Yes, Open, yes, yes. and it was about how Naomi Osaka. Yes, now they uh, she dropped out because they mandated that the players speak to the press, and I was like, "That's bullshit." Like I don't owe you shit. I'm the greatest. You vie to talk to me. I don't give a motherfuck about you. I could live my life completely private for the next fifteen years of my stellar career. Correct. And not give a fuck about Jim from the New York Times. Like, I don't give a fuck about you, <laughs> Jimothy. Feel me? So, like, I understand that, obviously. Like, they're the media. They're just trying to get headlines off you, whether they're good or bad. They don't give a fuck. It's good or bad. Yeah, it's about them. Exactly. So, 100% get that. And two, I'm, I'm, I don't strive for mediocrity when I'm talking to these kids who can't play baseball now. Like, I know they don't got it, but at the same time, like, it's frustrating because I'm not the best, but, like... Give me something. Agreed. So, so like, it's, right. that's normal asshole shit. All right. So, if you want to put it like that, then yes, I agree. Yeah, like, there's no character. Barry Bonds character come out, flaw there. Yeah, Barry Bonds didn't come out and say a mass shooting of children was fake. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, I think that crosses the line. What? Crosses the line? Bro, you jumped over the line and decided to draw a new line and said, this is the new line. It's like, well, no. I'm just saying, like, conservative people are very sensitive, man. If you say that they're wrong or you don't let them do whatever they want, they say that this is becoming commun- a communist country and that everything's unfair to them. You know, they're very sensitive, you know? <sighs> very sensitive. Yeah, conservative people are just like... They're very sensitive. Like, let, we can be friends, but just agree. No. Like, we'll no, be cool. No. Conservative people are like, ha-ha, you guys are soft, and then you go... You can't do that. And they go, you're infringing on my rights. You hate God. That's what they do. That's what they do. You it's, hate God. But whatever. Anyway, Dodgers-Giants was phenomenal. Phenomenal series. Uh, the Dodgers were going to start Julio Urias, who won 20 games, 25-year-old, had like a three-something ERA, great season. But they didn't They didn't start him. They they came, They came. started with an opener, Corey Knievel. They then they went with Bruce Dog Ratterall. And then they got Julio for four innings. So they were catching a lot of flack on Twitter because everyone was saying, because they asked Dave Roberts about it pregame, and he said it was an organizational decision to operate this way in the game. Everybody's like, oh, uh, I remember when managers could just manage. And I was like, first of all, like, the game is different. It's 2021. You know what I'm saying? And both teams are analytically inclined. It's like, also game five of the NLDS. Like, yeah, like, why does it matter how you win if you win? You know what I'm saying? Like, he's still going to manage the end game. But, yeah. you know, it's not like it's new that owners in the front office have input on decisions. Like That were, was never not a thing. No, like, the Stein, uh, what's his name? Steinbrenner was famous for that because he would come in and be like, he better fucking start this game or some shit like that. You know, or the Wolpons meddling and being like, we need this guy starting today for better or worse. You know, I'm not saying it's right, but it's always happened. Yeah. Right. So to pretend that this doesn't happen is crazy. Dave Roberts just told the truth and it worked. They won. Now, the, right now, input definitely is different from the end all be all. Correct. Right. So like in a normal regular season game, you're probably not having that. You're probably not having the end all be all or 
as much input, right? Because those are everyday stuff. Well, the stakes aren't that high. Right? That's what I'm saying. The game five of the NLDS, you're going up against the arguably the best team in baseball by numbers-wise, record-wise, right? You already have been taken to game five. You know what I don't get, right? though? So there has to be a group effort here. Like that's what, that's what I understand because it's like these giant companies when they make decisions, they make decisions as a collective. It's a board, they have of, a board of directors. It's not just one guy calling the shots. And by definition, these teams are billion dollar organizations. So why would they expect them to operate so differently? You know, and it, they fucking won. And the Dodge, the Giants literally did the same thing the night before, or two nights before. When they started, who they fucking start the game with? I think they started the game with the reliever. You okay. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the theory was is the game sound. Scherzer pitched, right? Or is that game no, before? No, that was game, game before. Four, yeah. yeah, it was game two. But the theory is sound, and the theory is is that you want your pitcher to not face the heart of the lineup three times. So you start your reliever, who's good at getting those guys out, the first two innings, and then you bring in the bolt guy. The Rays have been doing it for years. You know what I'm saying? All the Dodgers and Giants numerous times this year. So. Yeah, and then look who you got, like, opening for you. Corey Knievel, right, is not. And that's that's what I didn't get. They acted like it was a scrub. It's like they're bringing in a dude that throws 99 with a hook from hell. Yeah. To get three. <laughs> with a hook from hell. Bro, his hook is filthy at, like, 87. That's so it's like, saying. why are we acting like this is a bad decision? It's just different from what you're used to. Then they brought in a dude throwing 103 and looks like he's throwing BP. Like, oh, yeah, this isn't smart. Like, yeah, shut the fuck up. Correct. And then then they had... brought in a lefty. Think about that. You face a guy that's throwing 99, then a guy throwing 102, and now there's a lefty pumping 95 with one of the best sliders in the game coming in. And then yep. after that. Who do they, they have after that? Then after that, you get to face Blake Trinan, who, by the way. Sinker from hell. You got a sinker and slider from hell. Oh, uh, yeah, I was going to say. By the way, they were flaming him on Twitter the other day because they were calling him. Uh, he's a, So apparently, Blake Trinan is. An anti-vaxxer, a MAGA guy, and a big Jesus guy. So if you look at his his Instagram, it's a link to some guy named Robert Bullock, who's like, he uses Jesus to reach people through music. Love He's that. a musician that's just like a Christian rock okay. or country guy, whatever, typical Southern shit, okay. right? So he's that dude. And then there's a covidvaxexposed.com link in his bio. Though that's what's in his bio. And then his whole Instagram is fuck the libs. And his stories, by the way, are fuck the libs. They're destroying the country. Uh, COVID's a hoax. Or the vax is not real or some shit like that. And Jesus and music. So, anyway, they were gay were flaming him on Twitter. But, yeah, he's still nasty regardless of what he okay. believes in. But, yeah, he went crazy. He's He's pitching. And then, oh, yeah, after you see all that, you get to see Kenley Jansen's 94-mile-per-hour cutter that's back, and now he has a curve of, what, 82? Correct. And then after all that, after all that, you get to face arguably the Cy Young front runner. Oh, yeah, then you get to see Max Scherzer, who's going to win the Cy Young. Bro, he's pacing. He's pacing in the fucking bullpen. Bro, he makes me fucking nervous. He makes me hella nervous. When When I see him, I'm, oh, my God. Let him in the game. Yo, I was anxious. I was like, bro, somebody's gotta let him. Somebody's gotta open that door. <laughs> if they don't open that door, he's he, bro. Yo, it's like your dog when your dog's f- waiting for you to get home from work, and it's just at the door because they hear the door slam. Because like I'm looking at him, and it's two outs, and I'm like, yo, like I'm looking at the game, and I'm like, yo, that whoever's at the plate needs to ground out now. Yeah, because <laughs> yo, two more pitches, and he's just gonna run out of the. Board yo, back. I could have seen Max Scherzer just waiting on the warning track. Like I won't bother nobody. Just I'm here. Yeah, I, yeah. I need to see. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't think he will even say anything. He'll just be staring nope. with his glove in his hand. Nope. And just he's like looking. Bald come his way. He's just taking three steps to the left. Hasn't changed his 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 fucking uh, his contact. Where he's looking at, he hasn't changed it. He's yeah. just moving to the side. He's so fucking intense. Yeah, bro. So intense. I was inspired by that game. I'm gonna manage my team, my terrible team that I coach. I want to manage them like uh, like they did. So I'm going to go with an opener on Sunday. Hey. I'm facing a team that beat the shit out of us and laughed at us. I want to win. I hate that team. Okay. Because they're not good. Like, we get beat by a good team and they're showing off. Like, fine, you earned it. But it's like, you guys are shitty. And you guys are celebrating. And it's like, none of you guys are going to play further than high school. Not because I'm hating, but because you're just not that good. Like, I can see it. Like, you're just beating up on a bad team and you're laughing about it. And I'm done with it. So we're going to go with an opener. And then I, I kind of have it figured out in my head. How we're going to do it, I kind of do. I just need to run practice on Saturday to solidify it. But okay. I'm hoping it works. I really am because, I mean, that's just me pulling out all the stops. If not, we're not going to win a game this year. <laughs> There's sadness in your eyes, Evan. It's truth. <laughs> There's sadness in your I've eyes. I've tried a lot, bro. You I'm really, not even going to lie to you. you at the end of the line right now. I'm at the end of my rope, bro. I've tried everything, bro, and they've gotten so much better, but they're just mental midgets. And you can't win a baseball game if you're scared of the ball getting hit to you. You just it won't work. It and it's crazy because like they'll look fine in practice. That is that. But <sighs> let's revisit uh let's revisit our playoff picks since we've been oh it's shot. pretty wrong. It's shot. So what did we initially say? My uh, whole fucking thing is shot. I had raised Brewers in the in the World Series, yeah. right? Well, they've they've both made unceremonious exits. Yes. Okay. Let's look at the rest of your bracket, right? So you had the Brewers beating the Braves wrong. Yep. Rays being the Sox wrong. Who'd yeah. you have winning Astros Sox? I had Astros. Okay, so you got Astros, had right? Astros there, yeah. Who'd you have winning Dodgers Giants? I can't even remember, but I think I went Dodgers. So I think I did that too. Yeah, so I I, I know I picked Dodgers. the Brewers over the Braves because I just don't think the Braves are good. But I read an article and apparently the Braves uh, went from not shifting at all to shifting all the time, and they just hit crazy. So. They just been they've been winning. They did without Acuna. I was and gonna say they did take off that last game. Freddie Freeman hit that bomb. Freddie Freeman owns Josh Hader. <laughs> yeah, Freddie Freeman hit that bomb to solidify that win. They just hit all fucking series. Austin Riley's still having a great year. Uh, Dansby's Dansby. Ozzy Albie's having the year of his life. Um, Charlie Morton's going off. Charlie Morton had like seven and a third. Yeah, his he, first fucking game. He was going crazy. He shitted the bed the first like month and a half, and I remember I traded him in fantasy, and he just proceeded to be like one of the ten best starters in baseball ever since, and just be nastier than ever. It's it's actually insane how good he was this year. So, Dodgers Braves rematch from last year. We were both wrong about that. Uh, I had the Red Sox over the Rays. So I'll give myself some credit there. I I like the Rays a lot. I really do. But I just thought that the Red Sox. Had the better battle-tested uh, lineup, battle-tested roster. Everyone awesome. that team's been have made deep playoff runs and has a ring almost. And I just like their I just liked uh, their lineup better. You know, I just like I just felt like they were more equipped to handle that spotlight than the Rays. But it was a dogfight, and the the Red Sox just came out on top. Uh, I did have the White Sox beating the Astros because I thought the White Sox pitching would keep the Astros at bay but I guess the Astros have just decided not to stop hitting so this is the I think this is the fifth year in a row they've been in the ALCS correct five years <sighs> in a row what five years in a row 
2017, 
for the MLB is going to be an absolute movie. We have many, many free agents. We have Correa, Story, Scherzer. Simeon. Simeon. Who else we got? We got another shortstop. Seager. Uh, Seager's up. Right? And then we have the CBA is up for renegotiation. You have many teams rejiggering. Right, the Reds might have a sell-off. Castellanos is going to be a free agent. Iglesias is a free agent. Martin, which one? Uh, Jose. Ra- no, no, right. Ra- Man, he ain't, he ain't a bench player at this point. I was gonna say he ain't shit now, but Ryasel, right? Raiso or Raiso? The Iglesias, the, the closer yeah. for the Angels is a free agent. Uh, the Reds might have a fire sale. The Giants have money in a reloading and just won a hundred games. They're gonna be ready to go. It's gonna be a very interesting off season. The Yankees need a shortstop. They also need to re-sign Judge, and they also need to get under the luxury tax. Ooh, Cruz. Oh, Jackie Bradley's a free agent. But Nelson Cruz is a free agent, correct? Yep. Nelly, Nelly Cruz. Uh, Familia's a free agent. Yeah, Jackie Bradley has a player option. Oh, uh, so he's not opting out. He's probably not opting out. But he's, it, I mean, it, he, he's technically a free agent. He year. hit under 220 this year. He's technically he lost. Agent. He lost his job. This year, so he's not opting out of his fifteen million. No, um, Enciarte. Please only, please only name people that are good. Don't just name people. Okay. Um, like mind you, all these people are very good at baseball, but like Enciarte is a bench bat at most at this point in his career. Uh, Buster Posey's a free agent. He's got a club option. Yeah, they're gonna pick um, that up and extend him. Who else? Uh, I mean, yeah. There's really no other. There's really no other. Catcher I think we got most there. of them. I'm I'm gonna go by position here and just name. I think off. we got most of them though. Freddie Freeman's a, a free agent, correct? Brandon Belt's a free agent. Yuli Gurriel's a free agent with a club option, so he's uh, not going anywhere. Rizzo's a free agent, mm-hmm. um, and just because he's a legend, Pujols is a free agent. He'll still he wants to get the 700 home runs, so he's gonna stick around somewhere. Um, Simeon's a free agent. We said that already. Uh, Cesar Hernandez for the White Sox. He's got a club option. Louis Garcia for the White Sox. Don't name people with club options. He's gonna get picked up. Um, uh, yeah, that's about it for the second baseman. For the oh. third baseman, we got uh Nolan Arenado who can opt out. He's already said he's not. Um, Jose Ramirez. He's got a club option. <laughs> Um, Jesus, just that's please. about it. That's shortstop, shortstop. Oh my God, shortstop's going crazy. All the shortstops: Correa, Story, Seager, Baez, Iglesias, Galvis, Baez. Simmons. Baez is the one we didn't name. Oh, and yep. Dreadle, Simmons, Freddie Galvis. Yep. Yeah, forgot about that. I'm not even gonna go down this list of relievers. Please don't. Like I'm really, I'm really done with this fucking list. Like Stop. I had to go through it for myself. Jesus Christ. Anyway, uh. One more guy to keep a name on, keep an eye on is Craig Kimbrell. The White Sox said they're going to re-sign. They're going to pick up his club option and try to trade him. He gave up. He had a five ERA with the White Sox and gave up like six home runs in his half season there or less than half season. So the old uh, buy high, sell low strategy for the White Sox this off season. After they traded Nick Madrigal for him, so they gave up six years of control of a very good player for. Uh, half a season of a reliever that didn't work out. So, I mean, would you have made that trade? Yeah, probably. I like Madrigal, but he's like five six, one sixty, like and he's probably not gonna hit for any pop. So he's a contract oriented guy, and even with Gold Glove defense, you even can... with the volatility of relievers like that, and I know it's Kimbrel, but look, they they made a play to win the World Series. Whatever you know, sometimes you miss. You know, you can't win if you don't play the game. 
But, yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see what goes on. I got Correa going to the Tigers. I got one of Simeon. I got Simeon staying, and I got the Yankees getting story. Or the Yankees could be a dark horse for Javi Baez, but I don't think they want to add another guy that strikes, strikes out that much to uh, to the to the lineup again. Got, listen, and we're going to bring up this conversation because we did have this conversation last night. Uh, but we're going to have it again. I think I'm not hedging my bets, but I am hedging my bets. So you're contradicting yourself before prospects. speaking. Correct. I'm going to let people know where I'm at, right? Because I'm not even fully convinced. So you're hedging your bets. You're, you're, you're counting on prospects is what you're telling me. I'm counting on what they say these prospects should turn out to be. And from what I've so seen. So yes, yes, yes is the answer to that right? question. Yes, you're betting on prospects. Okay, go ahead. So I'm saying we don't go out and get Correa and put another $300 million salary on the table for us. I say you get somebody like Story, right? Or you get somebody like Simmons, right? You could get a defensive whiz at shortstop who's found an offensive stroke, right? No, he hasn't, he hasn't hit in three years. He's found an offensive stroke, Evan. He's literally hasn't hit under like 270 in three years. Can you please look up his hitting, please? You haven't looked at his stats lately. I know you haven't. I can tell from the way you're talking about it. Go look up what he did in the last few years, please. He hasn't been an above-average hitter since 2017 or 2018. That's why he got non-tendered. That's why he's fucking just flowing around now. Still great defensively, but he hasn't hit for shit in years. All right, let's see. All right. Okay, so he's got a 292 in 2018, 264 average in 2019. And a 2020 average of 297. So now you He's know. He's hit 754, 673, and 702 for OPS, respectively. All below average figures. So, again, right? He didn't say he was good. I just said no, he no, no. found his offensive stroke. So, no, he hasn't because his offensive stroke was in 2018 where he had a 106 WRC+. Plus, right? He hasn't been an average league hitter since 2018, like I said. His WRC+, plus, which is weighted runs created plus, since 2018 has been 78 in 2018, 96 in 2020, 56 in 2021, right? He hasn't been good. It's fine. He's just not – he just doesn't – he's never hit that much. That's it. it. it that's it. Regardless. That's it. But I'm saying, don't say he's fine on a stroke. He's an average – he's a guy that just hits for average. Okay, he doesn't have great on base skills. That's it. That's who he is. He just came off a year where he just struck out the most he's ever has in his career. That's not good enough. That's not gonna move the needle for you guys. You cannot sign that guy. You cannot sign that guy because when it's fucking mid June and the Yankees are in third place behind the Rays, the Jays, or the Red Sox, you're not gonna hear, oh well, Volpe will be up in a year and a half. It's not gonna fly for you or the rest of the Yankees fans. So let's cut that bullshit out. Right, this ain't the fucking Midwest, okay? You, I can, I know from you, just interacting with you that that's not gonna fly with you. So I don't know why you're acting like it's gonna work. You just don't need to put another fucking big ass salary on the table. That's why I said you'll get story. You don't have a choice. You have to pay for a shortstop. You don't have a choice. You literally don't have a choice, right? Your core is expiring. You have to take advantage of this time now, right? Just like the Mets. The Mets are in the same position, right? You got Nemo for one more year, then he's gone. But we'll start, We'll go with the Yankees, and then we'll work our way. So let's go to the Yankees' uh, current contracts right now so you can see the severity of the situation. Payroll. Shout out Fangrass.com, man. Y'all really do it. 
Yeah, really do it. Let's do it. All right. So, Yankees that are free agent after 2022. Chapman. Britton. Judge. Sanchez. Gallo. Tyon. Chad Green. That's a lot of people, bro. That's a core of your team. That's a lot of relievers. Yeah, but Chapman's your closer. Who's going to replace him, right? Gary Sanchez is your is your catcher. You need him. Gallo's gone. Those are three bats out of your lineup, right? Let's say you re-sign Judge, so you keep him. That's still a good part of your bullpen and stuff. But I'm saying you at least got to give it one last ride. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have all those guys left for next year. Gardner's gone, right? No, Gardner has a club option, I think. Player option. Let's see. And Severino's last year is 2023. So, if you sign Simmons and you say, oh, it's okay, well, Bridge, what well, the prospects aren't ready. You know what I'm saying? That's basically what you did this year because Velasquez pretty much hit the same as Simmons did this year, and you saw how that went. Yo, Sim- yeah, Simmons has never really hit. So, I'm just – I love Simmons. It hasn't hit, and that's not going to fly. Not in your division. Maybe if you play it in, like, the NL Central, you could get away with bullshit like that. But this shit don't fly in the AL East. You got four teams that are fucking savages. You, yeah, you know you what it is. You know, I'm, I'm. I guess I'm really thinking about. Well, I should, well, rather, I should be thinking about the. The fact that there is no gap left. There's no time for us to 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 get something below average, and still make it work. A there's piece not, of the puzzle. There's not. And it sucks, too, because you guys kind of hamstrung yourself with that LeMahieu contract, which I still don't really understand. But you're, if you want to go cheap, maybe you get Chris Taylor and put him at shortstop. He's a little stretched there, but maybe you do that and you give him time off and then you have a utility. But, like, that's the – it's one of those guys. And I think Chris – That's Ta- the best. And that's only if Chris Taylor doesn't get re-signed by Los Angeles. Like, let's be honest here. He might leave, sure, but he's not going to leave for anything. He's going to want to leave for – a good amount of money. So I think Story is literally your best bet because Story wants to leave Colorado in the worst way. You gotta give up that draft pick. That's it. That's him or Simeon. And I don't think Simeon's leaving Toronto. Toronto doesn't have that much money in the books. Let's look at Toronto, because the Yankees payroll as of right now is hundred and ninety nine million and it's projected to be two hundred and eleven million. So you're already over the luxury tax for next year. By one million. Huh? I'm sorry, by eleven million. Correct. Well, about six million. The Blue Jays payroll for the end of the year was 136 million, and now they're projected for 115 next year. They can give Simeon 20 years for five years. They don't have to pay anybody. 20 years for five years. I mean, 20 million for five years. <laughs> it's like bad. what? 20 years for five for five years. Whatever that means. Yeah. Right. So they got to resign Berrios too. He'll get a health healthy pay. And then look, looks. Let's see. Teoscar Hernandez is a free agent in two years. We'll see how that goes. They re-signed Robbie Ray. But Vlad Guerrero Jr. isn't a free agent. Him, Kavon Biggio aren't free agents until 2026. And Bo Bichette isn't a free agent until 2026. Well, their core is locked in. That's what I'm saying. So now is the time you pay for that guy. And who do they really need to pay? They need to pay Berrios. They're paying Springer, right? That's fine. Hinju, Hinju Ryu is off the books in 2024, and so is Grichuk right before you got to pay all your guys. So this would be the offseason to say we're going to keep Simeon, we're going to keep Robbie Ray, and we're going to re-sign Berrios. Then your core is locked in. And you get to have 
the same exact team to do what you tried to do this year. But now you guys are battle tested. And then you can pick up some relievers. Then you pick up a because they could pick up a, a little Iglesias, little Iglesias action pick up Toronto. Iglesias, maybe pick up a Familia. There you go. Now you got two guys throwing ninety nine in your pen. Boom. And what'd you spend this offseason? Like fifty million dollars, and you still they're still comfortably under the luxury tax by like twenty to thirty million dollars. Boston, yeah. Boston's in a good spot too. Let's see. Their estimated payroll for next year is one hundred fifty eight million. So they're gonna be spending. I'm saying so you don't have a choice. You got to get a shortstop. You got to go and say like, "Yo, lock story up early," and then yeah. I don't, I don't know what you do after that. I really don't, because one of these contracts has to go. Britain's not going anywhere because he just had that elbow surgery. Maybe no, they not. I think Britain's gone. No, Britain's Britain's last year is this year. It's not 2022. It's 2021. Nope, he's got a contract for 2022. He's a free agent after next year. They, well, extend, they extended it, him after last year. I think it was this year. Right? So what can you really do? You can trade Aaron Hicks, who has no trade value because he was hurt, so that's not going to happen. He's also 32 now. What's Britain's contract? Uh, 14 mil. For next year? Yep. You can't trade Chapman because you need him one. You can't trade Stanton. No one's taking on that fucking deal because he's getting twenty nine, an average of $29 million until 2028. And he's 32. So, he ain't going nowhere. Feel me? I guess you could non-tender Sanchez, but then who's catching? Austin Wells. Yeah, whoever that is. <laughs> uh, Gallo is due for arbitration. So, you could trade Gallo, but then why did you even trade for him in the first place? You could trade, so I guess you could trade Urshela and Voight. No, you win in an arbitration with Gallo, so I'm not worried about that. I mean that's that's pretty much the only people you could trade right now. Rochella and Voigt. See what you're you can not get getting from. anything back from Gallo. He struck out 215 times this year. Yeah, but that's if you're looking at strikeouts. I mean, let's look at Joey Gallo's all num- all his numbers. Right, he had 38 home runs, stole six bases, walked 18 percent of the time, which is a career high. Struck out 34.6 percent, which is a career low. He batted 190. Why aren't you scrolling? He batted 199. Oh my God. It's just tweaking. 199, 351, 458. So his OPS was seven. No, it was 800, 809. He had a WRC plus of 123. So it don't matter how much he struck out, bro. He's still a valuable player. And why won't it show me his war? 3.5. You win at arbitration. Oh, he's going to get paid. I mean, he's already getting paid like $12 million. He's still going to get paid, regardless of what people in the media say or how much he strikes out. Like, Joey Gallo is a valuable player, and he played good defense in right field. So, either way. Yeah, he's still go Glover in right field. That's what I'm saying. He's a, he's a benefit to the team, no matter what everybody on Twitter says or because it, it's weird how he gets to it. The thing is, though, is what is the DJ LeMahieu going to give you next year? Because he kind of sucked this year. Yeah, I don't know. Let's say the same thing about Glaber. What's Glaber giving you next year? You got 100 WRC plus. I had two, two wins above replacement, but he slugged 360. That's terrible. He went back to how he hit in Colorado. I just can't believe you guys signed into that contract, though. I really can't. The more I look at this, the more I'm just like, what the fuck? You know that the only year that he was an above average hitter before the last the first two years with the Yankees was 2016, where he won the batting title? Every other year, he was below average. 
as a hitter. Wow, this is bad. This is WRC Plus from his debut until he was with the Yankees. 44, 81, 67, 66, 91, 130, 94, 87. Wow. Then, first two years with the Yankees, 136, 177. He had a 177 WRC plus with his second in his second year with the Yankees. Well, yeah, in 2020 he hit 364 in that shortened year. Oh right, remember he's going crazy. He never say, "Oh my God, this guy's the truth." And it's just like, all right, it's like 50 games, but okay. I don't know, bro. I don't think that contract's going to age very well. I really don't. He's already 33. How many years he got left? Two, three. <laughs> that boy signed until 2027. What? Until he's fo- almost 40. He'll be 39 and a half when his contract expires. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you have to pay judge. Have to pay judge. You have to. You cannot let that man walk. I mean, you could, but it would not be good for optics. Unless they try the old, if we're not in it at, at the trade deadline, trade judge for a haul and try to re-sign him. Trade judge for a haul? Yeah, like you did with Chapman. You got straight to Chapman. Oh, a haul, H-A-U-L. What was I said? I thought you meant haul, like H-A-L-L. I was like, what are you? Nah, that's insane. Yeah, I thought you meant like trading for a Hall of Famer. I was like, how the fuck would you pretend? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Trading for a haul like a bunch of players. No, okay. I don't I don't see it. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's not bleak because you guys have money and you have one of the best GMs in baseball. With Brian Cashman, but it's just you guys are tied up with this core one way or another. We're gonna have to do some finagling. Look, I don't think Sanchez is gone. I think next year is his last year, but I do think that Voight and Yershello are probably gone. You got Torres and LeMayhew in there already. You got who is it? Who else you got on there? You got Odor to fill in places. Yeah, you can get a nice pickup for Urshela. That's what I'm saying. He's got some years left, but I don't know for what. Maybe you keep Voight if you trade Urshela because Urshela has more value, and you keep Voight, and then you got Voight, LeMahieu, Torres, maybe the third. And Rizzo? Then you shortstop. Why sign Rizzo? I don't know if you sign Rizzo. Why? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. He's just, more durable than Voight. I guess. You really want to sign a 34-year-old first baseman and count on him being more durable than Voight? Probably not, but I'm just saying. It's It's... Voight's been out a lot this year. Voight's been out a lot yes. last year. Yes. He's out a lot previous year. Look, you got to trade the guy at the highest value. You got to trade Urshela and see what you can get for him. But I don't know. Are there any shortstops that might be available this offseason? Besides Correa? No, no, no. I mean, like, through the trade market. Oh, I don't know. That I don't know. Hmm. Who might be tearing it? Who might be tearing it down that has a shortstop? Who's stuck in purgatory? Let's think. I'm, I was going to say the Phillies, but the Phillies have what? Freddie Galvis? No. Nah, Not Freddie they Galvis. They have Didi. Didi? Um, what Didi hit this year? Not good. Didn't have a good year. Let's see. Because I, I, I like Didi. All right. Let's just go down the list of who might and may not be traded. Okay. Trey Turner, no. Tatis, no. Correa, free agent. Crawford, just signed an extension. Bogarts, no. Bichette, no. Drake Cronenworth, no. Nicky Lopez with the Kansas City Royals. No. Also, 
he had a crazy. I was gonna. He's there. He was one of the top prospects, wasn't he? Yeah, but he he don't have for power. He's basically Velasquez having a really 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 good year. Tim Anderson not going. Uh, Trevor Story free agent. Dansby Swanson not going anywhere. J.P. Crawford probably not going anywhere, but no pop. Miguel Rojas Miami he's interesting. That could happen. Uh, Ahmed Rosario had a good year. Probably not leaving Cleveland, though. Still batted under 100 WRC+. Luis Urias with the Milwaukee Brewers. Not a real shortstop. Uh, Lindor, just on an extension. Not going anywhere. Isaiah kiner Falefa, He's interesting. kiner Falefa for the for the Rangers? Yeah, but he's all glove, no bat. Mm-hmm. Well, what did he bat this year? Because I heard a lot of talk about him. 271, 312, 357. 85 WRC+. Okay. Yeah, so nothing. Josh Rojas with the Diamondbacks, he's interesting, but defensively not great. Glaber's already on the team. Kyle Farmer with the Reds is interesting because he had a crazy second half, but if the Reds don't tear it down, he's staying put. Jazz Chisholm didn't have... Not going anywhere. Yeah, no. He's also a second baseman. No, he's a shortstop. He just plays second base because Rojas is a wizard over there. Elvis Andrews, terrible year. Jose Iglesias, free agent. All glove, no bat. And Kevin Newman with the Pirates, 54 WRC plus, so no. With the Pirates. Correct. So. Ended it there. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck you guys do, honestly. Wow. <laughs> I think you guys just got to go pay the Piper. I don't think you have a choice. Uh, I mean, maybe you you punt offense at the catching position. And you just sign like a defense first guy and let Sanchez walk to clear some cap space. I can see that. Uh, I don't want that though. I know what Sanchez has done, and I know what he's got, and he's just like, he's let his last two years be the worst two years and just define his short ass fucking career. Like, <laughs> come on. Like, we can't let that happen. And I get it. His defensive woes are fucking his defensive woes. Man, just, I don't know what it is. I'm going to say, man, just fucking loses focus. Decides to think about some ass and titties mid-pitch. I don't know what it is, bro. But, like. I think he just needs to get out of New York, honestly. He needs to just go somewhere where he can just be Gary Sanchez and just hit nukes. And be, like, he didn't have a bad year this year. Didn't have a good year either, though. Yeah. I'm saying, this is him, this is him fucking sputtering. Yeah, and he's still. Yeah, he's. I'm know. not not by no means is he top tier this year, but he was better than he was last year. Damn, 99 WRC plus this year. 204 struck out 28 percent of the time. It's mm. a down year with a 99 WRC plus. Yeah, it's a down year. This is bad. It's just looking like those first, that first 170 games. It was just early exposure, and now he's been figured out. That's what it's looking like. That is what it's looking like. So, I don't know. Maybe they cut ties. He only produced 1.5 war. You know, maybe maybe that's just it. Maybe he's donezo bunzo. That's it? I'm just saying you can get that production for someone else for less money because he's going to get like $10 million. This what year. catches are on the market? I don't know. Robert Chirinos? Robinson Chirinos. I mean, if you, I'm just saying, if you want to find a guy that uh, is a uh, is Contreras on the market. I mean, you could probably trade for him. Contreras wait, hit, hit what like 20 bombs this year? Nah, well, Contreras had a good year. That's what I'm saying. He had a good year, but I'm I just, think the Cubs are looking to trade him. 
all right, so then maybe that's a fit, but you still need a shortstop. Yeah, no, we it's story, <laughs> it's story. We gotta go get story. Yeah. We gotta go get story. We can't, we can't do all this. Uh, we can do this because the league's not, the league's not uh, uh serious right now. Like nobody's bullshitting anymore. Nobody's bullshitting. Nobody's been bullshitting for a little while. So I mean, especially like I'm not even talking baseball. But we're not even gonna get out the division. Next year, no, you know, probably not. So, probably we not. We can't. Bro. We have to. It can't be any more of this uh, half-ass. And let's just get it done. No, this, we got to be good. We have to be visibly, and on paper, good. That's just the way it's got to go. Yeah, it's gonna be tough, buddy. It's gonna be tough. So it's gonna be tough. So I think we go get story, and then you maybe trade for. Look, man, you have. Who do you you send Urshela to the Cubs? You get a pitcher in uh and and uh. uh I don't I don't think they want Urshela. Will though. Sone? They're rebuilding, bro. I don't think they want him. That's what that's what I don't think you're. Who's that third for the for the Cubs? Who, bro, you have to understand they're rebuilding. They don't give a shit about what the team looks like. They're gonna ask you for a prospect. They're not gonna say, "Oh yeah, just give us whatever you don't want." They're gonna say, "Yeah, we want one of your good prospects." Give us Peraza. Yeah, not nah, for real. That's Go the fuck first you. thing they're going to yourself. <laughs> yeah, that, uh... Well, it depends on what we're getting for Peraza. It does. It does. So, yeah, let Look, me not man, even say that. you guys are in a conniption. There's a lot of confusion. I just don't understand. That's why I didn't understand the fire Brian Cashman talk, because it's like, you guys have a mess, and there's only one man that can sort it out right now, and that <laughs> is the man currently in charge. It's going to be very interesting what he, what, uh, what he does this winter. Yeah, this off season is going to be crazy. Because we're talking about it next season here ne- in your basement yeah. for empty the tank, and he's in this motherfucking offices just like stress. How are we doing this, guys? He probably has a big ass whiteboard, and he's just like looking yeah. at it. That's what I would be doing. Just throwing names up at it. Correct. I mean, next time we'll break down the Mets, but let's talk about our guy Kyrie Irving of the uh, the New York of uh, the Brooklyn Nets. Kyrie, you dumb motherfucker. Kyrie. Let me be very clear. He doesn't want to get vaxxed. Kyrie is a dumb motherfucker, not because he don't want to get vaxxed. Right? Because I love, I getting, love how you I love how you led with that. Because getting vaxxed is an intensely personal choice. Right? Whether it be the right choice or the wrong choice, we're not here to, to discuss that. Because you already know our views. Right? But Kyrie is leaving 17 mil on the table, right? And I'm gonna go in a bullet list here. Okay, so Kyrie off rip seventeen mil, gone, right? Secondly, right, the Brooklyn Nets competed last year. The Brooklyn Nets were a very competitive team last year, right? You brought on KD, brought on James Harden, right? Mm-hmm. James Harden gonna drop thirty every game. KD cannot be stopped. I mean, bro, okay? the Nets are the Nets are fine. We don't even have to like. I don't. Even, I don't even mean to cut that off as much as just. Like, the Nets, regardless of what anybody says on Twitter, bro, you have probably the best scorer of all time, pure score on KD, because he's seven foot tall. And can yeah, but that's not the anywhere. point, Evan. The point is What's not the, point? the fact that we can get it done with whoever we got. The point is... Lee, are you a Nets fan now? No, I'm just saying. Okay. The point is, is that you wanted, for lack of a better word, this motherfucking super team to not compete. <laughs> you wanted this team to fucking eviscerate. Correct. We got this team not so we could be on the bubble. We got this team. They're not on the bubble, though. 
you're not getting what I'm trying to say. I, I don't. I'm trying I to, don't. There's, they're, a, there's they're a disparity the, is what I'm saying. There's a disparity of when they have Kyrie and when they don't. I think the right? difference. I think the difference is this: with Kyrie, they're the undisputed best team in the East. If they don't have Kyrie, it's either them or the Bucks. But I, I you know, but what I'm this, saying. But this is what I'm saying. What did you bring KD and Harden for? So you could be, well, oh, it's either us or the Bucks. No, you brought KD and Kyrie. You brought KD and Harden to Brooklyn to say no, Bucks. No, Giannis. I mean, yeah, but it's also Kyrie. fuck out of here. Always, it's also Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving's always but, been a. But different this is dude. what I'm saying, though. I'm not talking about who they are as people. I'm just talking about what he's fucking doing. No, right. So regardless of his fucking the, personality you have and to who he is, the person to understand why they're doing what they're doing. I know who he is already, though. I'm Do just you? pointing out what he's doing. But but I'm saying. Yeah, bro. He's the same guy who said the world is flat. That's what I'm saying. So he's the same guy you, who wants to give a voice to the voiceless. What are you talking about? That, but that's what I'm saying. So are you surprised that he go that he went on live and said, "I don't have a problem with the vaccine. I just want to stand up for the people that oh, are yeah, losing dude. their jobs," which is fucking like, bro. Why don't you just sell T-shirts and give them money from that? You know what I'm saying? Because yo, this is what my barber said yesterday. He goes, "I was with Kyrie until he said that he doesn't have a problem with the vaccine." Because my barber isn't vaxxed. And he's like, I was with him until then. Then after that, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? If you don't have a problem with it, why don't you just get the vaccine? And when you play, you wear like a shirt in pregame that like says something against the mandates or you put something on your sneakers or you donate like the proceeds of your T-shirts or merch or sneakers this season to people that lost their jobs due to that. Like, why are you? That's actually funny that you say that. That actually kind of comes full circle for me because I don't know if you. uh, So I watched a. uh, interview yesterday, and Big Baby was talking. Kendrick Perkins was talking about it, right? What'd you and call him? He's not. Is that not Big Baby? No, that's Glenn Davis. Oh, same person. Kendrick Perkins is just five points, two rebounds a game. That's okay, well he looks massive, so I call him Big Baby. I don't know why. No, he's just Kendrick Perkins. Okay, it's Kendrick Perkins. Whatever, right? I hate that. I hate that he's he's a sports personality now. So he kind of so ma- fucking. Annoying. Now that you said that, it kind of made sense. Right, because I didn't really get what he was talking about. I kind of sort of did. So he spoke yesterday about not having a problem with Kyrie not wanting to get the vaccine. That's fine, right? But then when Kyrie came out and said, "I don't have a problem with the vaccine," he he was lost. He was like, "Okay, so then what are you really standing for here?" Nothing. Like, I, if like if you wanted to go against the vaccine, copy. I knew what you stood for, regardless if I liked it or not. I knew what Kyrie Irving stood for. But then you came out and said all this shit, and it's like, all right, now is this for fun, Kyrie? Yes. Is this what you doing, Kyrie? Kyrie like- doesn't like people telling him what to do. That's what this is coming to. It's not for anything else than that. Kyrie doesn't like people telling him what to do. That's it. Less than twenty p- players in the NBA are are, vac- are unvaccinated, by the way. So we're talking about the less than almost basically one roster full of players is not vaxxed. That's it. Everybody else is good. Kyrie don't like people telling him what to do. But Kyrie needs to realize that at the end of the day, he's an employee. If you don't, if you know, he's an employee of the Brooklyn Nets who are part of the NBA and he has to follow those fucking rules. And if he doesn't like it, he should get a job where he gets to make the rules. That's really what it comes down to. Correct. And it's 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 crazy because when it, when it was like, uh, like if he didn't believe in the vaccine or he was skeptical about it, I would have been like, OK, bro, like I get it. Like, I don't agree with you. I also think you're being a little silly, but fine. You know, do you like the other players in the NBA, like uh, the dude in Orlando, right? That place from the magic. And he's like, oh, he like the vax and blah, blah, blah. But with Kyrie, it's like, dog, like, what what are we doing now? Yeah. Like, what are you believing here? A, yeah, you're exactly. just making a scene. And that's exactly. what it is. Exactly. That's what it is. But he's this, causing a commotion. But 
again, this is what Kyrie Irving has shown us over and over again. He, for better lack of words, likes to be the center of attention. And it's sad because when Stephen A. Smith was flam- flambaying him the other day and <laughs> other people on TV were like, I made sense. He's just being an attention whore. I was like, nah, that's not Kyrie. And now that he came out and spoke, it was like, yes, that's what you're doing. Yeah, because Kyrie, like, not Kyrie, uh, Stephen A. got a lot of flack for, like, what he said first about, you know, Kyrie losing out on all his money and being whatever, whatever with the vax. And then he came on again and was like, I want to make sure y'all know I'm not anti-vax. If Kyrie don't want to get the vaccine, that's cool. That's fine. But now we're talking about another situation where Kyrie has left his teammates high and dry because Kyrie want to do what Kyrie want to do. Correct. Like, that's my fucking point here. Like, you paid, you got paid all this fucking money for, to to, to represent. Forget the money. He made a commitment to the other dudes in his team. A commitment then, exactly. Everyone on that team is, KD and Harden came there because Kyrie was there and said, I want to win a ring. That's what happened. So you fucking left them high and dry, not because you don't think the vaccine is safe, but because you don't like them telling you and other people what to do and you don't like what the country is doing. Like, you're taking a political stand right now when everybody's just trying to hoop and win a ring. You, you're causing this issue. And that's why the Nets were like, yeah, don't come back until you're vaxxed. And I get it because it's like, why would we practice as if we have Kyrie when we don't have Kyrie? But even so, like, how bad does that look? To be a professional and be like, yeah, you're only going to play in half the games. How bad does that fucking look on an organization to allow a player to do that? This is why I was saying at the beginning of this, though, that Kyrie, you have to understand the person. He's a different dude. Like, Kyrie is an extremely intelligent dude. Like, he went to Duke for everything they said. He got good grades there. Like, he's a highly intelligent dude. Duke is not an easy school to get into. But Kyrie... Just does, wants to do what Kyrie wants to do. He wants to be the contrarian. Kyrie wants to be the guy where if we look at this wall and we say, yo, I see eggshell blue, Kyrie wants to be like, I see black. And it's like, why, Kyrie? And he's like, because I don't see color. Or some stupid shit like that. Just like, oh, the earth is flat. Like, man, are you serious right now? We did They disproved this a thousand years ago. You really going to start with this bullshit, bro? Really? And now here we are. Right? One of the best tweets on the internet. From Dragonfly Jones, one day Kyrie just gonna retire from basketball, decide he don't want to play no more, retire from basketball, and just start like an alpaca farm in Dakotas, never be seen from again. Like when he was in Boston, he was like, "Man, like I don't need y'all, I don't like y'all." Calling the media pawns, and it's like, now nah, you just put on a show, bro. Yeah, I see why James Harden is frustrated because I, I know KD, KD, I know KD don't give a fuck. KD like. This team, because KD probably looks at it from the fact that I'm KD. I'm gonna get my thirty. We're not gonna lose. We're not gonna win under fifty games. Like Kyrie gonna sort himself out. But I feel Harden. Cause Harden is getting old. Harden want a ring. This is best shot at it this year and next year. Feel me? And this is why the Nets took that extension off the table. Cause it's like nigga, this is you just you doing too much. Like we can get somebody else in here that'll be less dramatic. Even if they're not as good as you. If they just shut the fuck up and play ball, we gonna pay them. So that's why this is gonna be his last year in Brooklyn. And it's either he's gonna he's really gonna end up playing somewhere he don't want to play after this. I could tell you right now. You he think gonna, he's gonna retire? Nah. Nah. Kyrie wanna be a Hall of Famer, bro. And he probably is a Hall of Famer now, but he wanna be like a slam dunk Hall of Famer. He love hooping, you know what I'm saying? But I mean Kyrie Irving just that kind of dude where he just gonna have to go somewhere like in the Midwest or some shit where he just play ball and everybody lets Kyrie do whatever he wants to do. Kyrie just gets to run the asylum. Are they gonna win? Probably not. 
They'll probably be like an eight seed or seven seed every year. It'd be a dangerous eight seed, but they ain't doing shit. But who gonna want to team up with Kyrie now? Kyrie to the Timberwolves. Yeah, some shit like that. On God, no one. Who gonna want to team up with Kyrie? Nobody trusts him now. Yeah, no one trusts him. The nigga doing too much. They gotta answer questions about Kyrie all the time. Like yesterday, Harden, James Harden. Have you spoken to Kyrie no. since since no. the decision? No, it was t- less than twenty four hours. Stop asking him about a guy that's not on the team right now. And he's now. also definitely spoken to him. He probably definitely had like a text message sent to Kyrie, like, "Yo, my man, figure this shit out." They, yeah, but it's like every day, Kyrie this, Kyrie that. His teammates are getting annoyed. Like they're just trying to hoop. The season starts in like a week. And all we're doing is talking about Kyrie not wanting to get vaccinated when he doesn't have a problem getting vaccinated, and he just he's just causing a stand. And who's supporting Kyrie? Conservative Republican Twitter, by the way, who's all vaxxed. <laughs> all vaxxed, by the way. Yeah, so that's that you sent me. Yo. 78% of Congress is fucking vaxxed. Yeah, bro. Or something like that. That's what I don't understand. It's like, bro, you got someone on TV telling you the vaccine is shaky, and they're vaccinated. Like... I don't know. Sometimes I think I'm going crazy, honestly. No, I'm sorry. All members of Congress are vaxxed. Seventy-eight percent of the U.S. military is vaxxed. Correct. Oh, that was it. That was it. Yep. I Trump and every every living U.S. president is vaxxed. I don't get it. I don't. I don't understand it. I don't understand it because I feel like I'm just going insane, honestly. I really do. Like we're in the wrong here. Yeah, I don't. I don't get it. You know, and even for like. People that we're friends with and that we hang out with that aren't vaxxed, you know? Like, I still don't get that. Because it's just like, why are you like this? You know what I'm saying? Like, Well, for different, like, medical reasons and shit, like, I understand. I don't. I don't. Let the doctors... Granted, I've never... Let, let the doctors be doctors, bro. I've never had a uh, allergic reaction, a whatever reaction, uh, something coming on... That was bad for me because I took a vaccine. Like, I've never had that happen. Um, vaccines have just always been a pretty no-brain situation to me. And I'm pretty sure if I said that in front of a certain group of people, they'd been like, because you're brainwashed and the government's been controlling your mind since you were a kid and you have no idea how to think for yourself and shit like that. But it's also like, how does 95% of the country think like this? Like, so, like It's not... See, this is the thing, right? This is what, like, you got to realize that you might, you are in the, like, the, what's the word I'm looking for? The obscene minority But of that's what I'm saying. Who... We keep talking about this 30%. I'm, I'm sorry to catch you up. But we keep talking about this 30 to 35% of people that aren't getting vaxxed, and we're making them seem like the majority. And yeah. that's why Kyrie's on the voice for the voiceless doesn't make sense. It's like, nigga, y'all are the loudest people in the country right now. Every other day, won't get vaxxed. Oh, the Southwest pilots are on strike because of the vaccine. It's like, no, bro. There's so much data out there that fucking says otherwise. Like, you literally, you realize that Southwest, during COVID, cut, like, their labor force in half and didn't rehire them so that their earnings looked better? Did not know that. So they took the PPP loans, cut their labor force, and then when uh, travel started coming back... They overbooked flights with the assumption that their labor force would come back, Without and they the... either went to other airlines or don't want to come back because they're not vaxxed or because they're scared of catching COVID. In Connecticut, there's a shortage of bus drivers. Kids literally cannot get to school in Connecticut I saw that because some, bus drivers don't want to drive. Some guy took all the all like his neighborhood's kids to school in his like limo. Yes, because they have no other way. All these kids are not getting it. You get what I'm saying? And it's like. That's what people aren't realizing. It's not because the pilots are on strike. It's like, motherfuckers, there's not enough people left to do this shit, and flights are overbooked. 
airlines are overbooking flights. Every time I booked a flight in the last six months, the travel time has been changed three, four times. Yeah, facts. Oh, wow. Yeah, that makes Think sense. about that. Because everything's overbooked. They don't know how to handle this now. Everything is, is going to the shitter. And it's like, I'm not a genius. I just like read and watch what's going on. And I got all these other people that are saying otherwise. And I'm like, am I like the crazy or the dumb one? Like with Z, Z was like, nah, I've seen other news outlets. And it's like, dog, like, because he was like, oh, like he put that shit up. And I was like, bro, look at the ETT story. And he was like, oh, nah, did you have a conversation? Yeah. And uh-huh. he was, nah, I didn't have a conversation uh-huh. with him. He's like, nah, bro, I've seen like other news outlets say this and that. And I just liked it because I was like, bro, like if, if all that information didn't change your mind, then you don't want your mind to be changed. You've decided to believe what you've seen already. So why well, argue with you? You know what I'm saying? Like. I don't think different of differently of you, but it's just like this is how you decided to think about this, and you've decided to not think about it critically. You've chosen to pick the thing that's more interesting, because it's much more fun if you think about it to think, oh, the pilots are on strike, the government's going crazy, we have to fight back as people, rather than, no, this company sucks, and they fucked up. I mean, that's just got. Yeah, it's gonna be a moot point because it's got to be. <laughs> It's got to be a, a real just, it's a surface level thing. It's not even like you got to dig deep nah. and just like nah. look at like anything crazy. This is a surface level thing. People Bro. don't want to get vaxxed. Southwest said, we don't give a fuck. We're going to book these flights because things won't fly. Correct. And now it's like, oh, yeah, John, Amy, and uh, and Jeff, yeah, they left to uh, someplace else. And they're not yeah. coming back. So those four flights that are going to Miami are now shot. That's what, yo, I, I feel like it's very logical. Also, it's very surface. Also, you have to realize that companies don't care about their customer service. Companies care about their stock price. So think about it like this, right? All these airlines got massive PPP loans. If they cut their labor force that isn't working anyway in half, which most airlines did, and you take the money and you fucking hold it, when it comes to earnings time and when the stock is evaluated every quarter, it's like, okay, they're sitting on $300 million worth of cash instead of giving their employees 150 So now their stock doesn't fucking plummet because it doesn't matter about you. It's about the stockholders and who and the shareholders and who holds the most shareholders, Sadiq, in the stock. Well, the owners of the company. The sorry. board of directors right, the board and the of owners of the yeah, company, yeah. as well as some major other... I'm sorry, I paused. I thought it was rhetorical. I thought you were going to say something. And the other corporations that own major holdings. It's not about the people anymore i don't understand why this is such a hard thing like they don't care companies don't care about you companies are working 24 7 to create artificial intelligence that can replace all of our jobs by 2050 a lot of people aren't gonna have the jobs they have now they're working night and day because you don't have to care about ai's feelings you don't have to pay ai benefits you don't have to do anything with ai except plug it in and make sure it works properly which is completely understandable that's why we have a labor shortage, because companies are underpaying people. People don't want to go back to work, right? They are literally paying bus. They are offering bus drivers like seven k sign up money to start driving because no one's driving buses because they're scared of catching COVID from kids that aren't uh, vaccinated. Also understandable. Shit is crazy, bro. It's it's crazy because this is all publicly available information. <laughs> publicly like just with unemployment oh unemployment's ending everyone's gonna go back to work no nigga that's why not why everyone's not working motherfuckers are scared to death of covid that's why and you calling it fake on twitter 
Wow, people are crazy. People have gotten more ridiculous. Every day. Wow, COVID really gave them a chance to look like idiots, to look like bigger idiots, huh? Bro, I don't I don't know, man. I, I like to think that I'm a sane person. I really do. But you, you tell me, man. Like, am I making sense here? Like, am I reading things the right way? I don't even know, honestly, because I feel like I'm wrong now, too. I'm just like, are we, is, are the, is the majority here wrong? Have we chosen the wrong path? <laughs> Should I unvaccinate myself and just live more freely in this world? I don't know. You know what's the craziest thing I've seen uh, this week? Somebody tweeted out, yeah, uh, six billion people are, are like five, four billion people are vaccinated right now. But we'll see how that turns out in three to four years. What, like, what do you mean? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, what do you, like, what? What? What do you mean by what? that? What? I just read it like three times. I'm like, do I comment on this? Yeah. And be like, what the fuck are you talking about? But I was like. And like, am I missing something here? Like, <laughs> what? What? People are unvaccinating themselves, just pulling the vaccine out? What's happening? What I don't get is, what do they think they're doing? Turning us into zombies? Yeah, like, like what's happening? I should have asked. Because my thing is like. At the end of the day, money is the main motivator for everything. So why would they knowingly like kill us or poison us or experiment on us when they need us? Yeah, like come on, Somebody, come on. I remember reading the other day too. That if we're just going off stupid tweets, yeah, um, that's what we're doing now. Okay, because I, I, I was literally just like, and that definitely changed my opinion to that person. Oh, somebody you knew. Somebody I knew, yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought this was like a random nah, just... Nah, this was on my timeline. I really looked at that shit, and I thought about like all the conversations I had with him, all the interactions, and how his life is going. Not in a judgmental way, but like try to piece everything together. Because my new thing is like, I'm not judging people. I'm just trying to understand what they're doing. Like the first 15 minutes is like fluff, or 20 minutes is fluff. I don't know. What is that? I don't know. I was at. All right, whatever, no problem. Continue. Yeah, so... Yeah, so my thing is, like, I try to put together the pieces of the person to understand why they're doing and saying the things they are so I can, like, understand them before I speak to them. But I, I couldn't get that. I was just like, so I was just like, all right, like. Did, you didn't comment or interact or anything? Nah, I just closed the app. It's just, like, not worth it. Like, w- what am I going to accomplish from this, right? Because most people don't have conversations to learn or change their mind. They just have conversations to get more entrenched in their argument. Fair. Yeah, this is very true. Yeah, you're not changing their point that they want you to argue at that point. Um, and whatever they say, they've already rehearsed, and nothing's changing those points. Son. Um, but no, if we're going off stupid tweets, um, going back to the Kyrie thing, I forget who it was, but somebody tweeted – uh oh you guys let magic johnson play in the nba like knowingly with aids and it was like oh are players like fucking each other now like that's what's happening like that was the comment under like it was so so literal so are players fucking each other now that's what's happening we're just all around fuck fest and it was like are you serious like how did you tweet this how did you tweet this oh knowing bro like, you really said... That tweet was so fucking funny. Yo. I think it said, oh, Magic Johnson's road dogging. Uh, road dogging the team during during uh, halftime, huh? Yo. Yo, but did you see how many retweets and likes that shit had? Yeah. Had, like, thousands. Yeah. 
feel me? There's people that really read that shit and be like, yeah, she hit the nail on the head. <sighs> yeah, that was that was one of the craziest That's things I've ever seen. Because that was, that was my first instantaneous first thought. <laughs> like, people he, fucking? Yeah, like he ain't just jerking off on the court. This like, is what I'm dribbling. saying. Like, I don't understand how you didn't say HIV AIDS and then COVID. Like, really? Really instantaneous first thought is not for you. You got to fuck to get this disease. So there's got to be some exchange of bodily fluid here. So it, Like was Magic Johnson spitting in people's mouths? Yeah, yeah. Like what rim? the fuck? And even so, it'd have to be blood. It wouldn't just be. Like I don't. Oh my God. You know what's crazy? Uh, I seen something else that's like if 99% of the league is vaccinated and Kyrie's not, then he should be able to play. No one else is going to get it. And someone commented, yes. But all the people that have to wipe up his sweat, spit, and come into contact with him on and off the court might not be vaccinated. So you're therefore putting them at risk. He also has a better chance of transmitting the virus in general because his anti- he won't have the antibodies that he'll just carry with him. COVID Kyrie. <sighs> COVID Irving. <laughs> COVID Irving. We're really going to look back at this era of the world, and this is either going to be a turning point for the better, or it's going to be the turning point for way, way worse. And do you think we've noticed the world get stupider, or do you think we've noticed just how stupid the world has always been? We just like are old enough to have very solid opinion, very logical and solid opinions on things. That is a very good question that I actually don't have the answer to. I just remember when I was like 15, 16, my dad was watching Fox News because my dad is like a watch everyone's news kind of dude. Like he'll watch CNN for like 10 minutes, then he'll watch Fox for 10 minutes, then he'll watch CNBC. And he'll, oh, he would always like bring me to watch, like he would show me the difference in the news. And he'd be like, look at, at CNN, CNN uh, NBC, and now look at Fox. And you go from CNN and NBC, like, giving the news, whatever, blah, blah. And then you go to Fox, and it's like, somebody's yelling. Obama did something stupid. Now nah, this is going... Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, it's fear-mongering. And it's crazy, because, like, people get sucked into that vortex. I just remember looking at that and thinking, like, why are people this fucking dumb? Like, he told me about Rush Limbaugh and all these other people, etc. And, like, people that just fear-monger and just promote hate speech, etc. And he just, like... He really just put me on game. And I just remember thinking, like, why is everybody else not able to see this? Because, like, it's not like we're fucking, like, the Brown family is very intelligent, but it's not like we're fucking creating new, like, schemes for the world. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if it's, like, the emotional attachment or whatever, but I just don't understand how. Well, then you started to realize that it's not that people can't see it. It's that people don't want to see it. Yeah, that's true. People will stick with CNN, stick with Fox News, stick with whoever. Because this is what we know. Why change it? For what? I don't know. Like Rush Limbaugh talking. Like he pushed that climate change is a lie. And that Obama wasn't born here. And many other things in his life. And people love him. And it's like, yo, like this dude is easily going to go down in the world as a top 10 villain. Like he just pushed whatever agenda that they asked. You know? Like... Tell them Democrats eat babies. Copy that. Coming up on seven. Feel me? He, he would just be screaming into the microphone. And when he caught cancer and everybody was like happy about it and like applauding it, people were like, oh, that's not 
very emotionally, uh, it, you know, tuned in of you to do that. And it was like, well, this dude's a, a horrible guy, and people don't like him. Yeah. Like now, you want to do that? He could die. That's what that's what I'm saying. People are literally commenting, he could die, and people are like, oh, you liberals always talk about conservatives are so uh, are so mean. But look at you now, and it's like, well, yeah, this guy promoted hate speech and lied to you guys and to everyone for twenty plus years, and you guys fucking Obama's black, and you just hate him. Very true. You just hate him. You know what I'm saying? Like, forget how he did as a president. Like, Obama wore a tan suit, and Fox News talked about his suit for a week. That's full circle back to the uh, beginning of the episode when we talked about uh, conservatives being soft. And we'll just take... They move the goalposts. Yes, yes. They move the goalposts. And Democrats do their own dirt in their own way. But to be honest with you, man, like... All politics is just one side versus another, and they're all doing the same shit, man. Like and they don't care about you. That's the most important thing, man. Neither do the corporations. Like, yo, you know what's the craziest shit? So I follow this, uh, this trading, uh, this trading, I guess, this tra- this trading account on Twitter, and they just basically expose and make public like everything that the senators and people have been doing in Congress, and basically, every time like a new declaration from congress is about to come out they make mad stock moves in anticipation of it i did see that i think i saw like the top i can't remember the 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 headline but it was definitely like political figures making moves based on these events correct and so now there's accounts and there's actually like a website that follows their moves like through the stock market because you can see it because it's publicly available and they're just showing their moves and like they're doing this because they have inside information they're regulating these companies and before they regulate it they're making a move like like, for instance, uh, Dan Crenshaw, one of the guys that said that, <clears throat> one of the guys that, that was like, oh, COVID's not real, it's a hoax, it can't get here, we're in the United States, right? The Republican dude with one eye, right? So he bought $45,000 worth of Amazon stock before the pandemic hit and, like, 5,000 shares of Pfizer before that. Wow. So he's made millions of dollars off of that. Millions of dollars. Lying. Just lying. Nancy Pelosi... Has a salary of like 200k, and she's a multi-millionaire because she bought Mad Moderna, Mad Pfizer stock before the pandemic. Wow. Feel me? Fuck these people. That's what I'm saying. Fuck every single one of them, bro. I ain't mans with none of them. People be talking about, oh, this one's better. Nah, fuck every single motherfucking one of them, bro. Holy shit. Think about that. They're becoming millionaires off this shit millionaires off this shit. That's why people become politicians. I'm just thinking about how giddy I would be. I'd be like, yeah, I think this is dumb. I'd be like, oh my God. Like, I just, I'm really about to be rich off this. Like, for sure. Bro, they're good forever. For That's what people just don't get. And it's crazy because they want you to get engaged. And it's like, I don't care about any of that shit, dog. Like, they are playing you like a fiddle. Stop choosing sides, bro. Stop choosing sides. Get your bread. Get yourself out the way. That's it. Because at the end of the day, if this country goes under, if everything's fucked, they're still millionaires. They'll just move. Feel me? But you, you're fucked. Because you make 50K a year, and you care about Republican versus Democrat and this, that, and third. You're screwed. <laughs> get some bread. Get out the way. Be self-sufficient. Don't be racist. Drink water. Stay off of Twitter. I don't want to <laughs> see anymore. I know I'm lying. That's entertainment. Keep, <laughs> keep, keep tweeting dumbass shit. All right? Just fucking. Yeah, we'll see in three to four years. What are we going to see, bro? What are we going to see? Oh, and if we're God. all fucking zombies and you're the only one left, you think you're going to survive? Yo, and if whoever tweeted that listens to this fucking podcast, 
and realizes that Evan is calling you a dumbass, please. I'm not calling you a dumbass, bro. I'm just. I'm calling you a dumbass. All right. <laughs> I don't know you. I, I don't know. I don't even know what I would say to that person. I would just say, bro, just please, like. Pack it up. Yeah, like, you're not smarter than these scientists, bro. Pack it and up. That's not an insult. That's just a fact. Yeah. You, you just, didn't go to school for 17 years. Didn't go to school at all. Evan, I mean, like, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know. I don't know, bro. I don't know. Didn't go to school at all. Uh, what? This person put themselves through fucking hell. Memorized, passed these tests, did a residency, did all their fucking prerequisites to get to the point where they're at now. And you think that you have what it takes to outsmart them. Regardless of if you don't go to school or not. You think you have what it takes to decipher how to combat a disease. A disease that attacks things in your body that we have no idea. Like, we, we don't know the name of things that it affects sometimes. We don't know the names of these things. And they're in our body. We're living with them. These people think that the government, which needs our money and tries to tax us more of the year, is trying to kill us. Or put chips in us. Who are they taxing? As if we don't have smartphones. Who are they taxing? With that said, man, I'm I can't do this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> My take is empty. Drink water. Don't be racist. Just please stay in your lane and just <laughs> don't try to don't try to reinvent the wheel. Okay. Yeah. Fucking and stop tweeting dumbass shit. Please. <laughs> please. Please. Get keep that shit on Facebook. Keep that shit on Facebook. That's where it belongs. Yeah. That black hole of just fucking nothing. All right. Have a beautiful day. Ta-ta.